with another episode of the find me in seattle podcast thank you for joining me here uh whether it's on video or there in your ears just exclusively on the podcast i am so happy to be back on the microphone today and be talking with everyone because it's really crazy once again we're in the first week of october today is friday october 2nd 2020 while i'm recording this and i i might have mentioned this in the previous episode but every month in 2020 continues to get crazier and crazier. And October has already started off with a bang uh, every month. I mean, I mean, starting in January is when coronavirus uh, introduced itself to the world. Uh, and then in March, we had the shutdowns here in the United States. Uh, and moving forward, it's just been wild with the civil unrest, the protests. Um, all of different changes, sports being canceled, the world flipping upside down. Uh, last month was all about the fires and kids going back to school. And last night, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, sends out a tweet that he has tested positive for coronavirus, COVID-19. And the internet absolutely exploded with controversy and and. It might have been or it is interesting because it was like a, almost 11 p.m. here. Uh, maybe it was earlier than 11 p.m., maybe like 9 or 10 p.m. here on the West Coast. So it was really early on the East Coast. So a lot of those East Coast media companies and just individuals in general were already asleep. Two hours before Trump had tweeted out that uh, one of his top staff aides had tested positive. She was with them at the debate this Wednesday. We had our first presidential debate this week between Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump. And uh, when he said that she tested positive, they said they also took another test and went straight into quarantine. The speculation began from there because he's had all these different rapid tests. And so why would he have to wait for a test? They needed to get a conclusive answer. And two hours later, he tweets out that he is positive and he is going into quarantine, which means he's pretty much going to be in quarantine for two weeks. And uh, Twitter specifically just went crazy. There, Twitter is made for moments like this. It is always unbelievable to watch the amount of conversation and uh, more or less yelling. Twitter's kind of just people sitting on their soapbox and yelling that comes out from moments like this. And a moment that Twitter probably will always stick with me was back in, this must have been 2010 or 2011, when President Barack Obama announced that they had killed Osama bin Laden. And that was a big press conference. There was all this news. There was this big buildup to the announcement. And I remember that evening with my roommate, hearing all this talk about like an announcement's coming, like uh, the president is going to be making a special announcement this evening, right in the next hour or so. And it was like, I'd never really seen something like that, at least with the Obama administration. And I remember knocking on my roommate's door and just being like, yo, something is happening right now. And we need to watch this and listen to this. And then uh, 10 minutes before Obama even came on television and told everyone the news had broken on Twitter. And 
Uh, we had known that information before Obama even stepped up. This was a little different, but it kind of had the same impact of uh, Donald Trump. The first place he went to announce this, like he always does, is Twitter, right? So he puts it out on Twitter, and then just the whole the app just explodes with you know mostly people on the west coast because they're the only ones that are awake at this time talking and uh at the time i was playing online video games with a few of my friends shout out to Kristen and randy and matt who were there and uh yeah we're going back and forth we're playing this this golf game online and then i'd sent a tweet earlier that was like so do you think president trump has coronavirus right because like it's easy to speculate and talk you know maybe it's not real or maybe it was uh but then a message came through and he had tweeted out and uh, I was very happy because I was in the middle of this competitive game. So I was playing games. So I didn't like dive straight to my phone, but Amanda immediately like went off. She was talking to all these people, texting all her friends, uh, sending the message to everyone. And it was like spreading like wildfire and uh, actually felt good for me to like take a couple minutes to be focused on something else and not let the anxiety uh, of the moment, like take over and, and have me go down this rabbit hole. But now, we're like 12 hours later, slept on it, I've thought about it. What is the rabbit hole? Uh, and I know this is the Find Me in Seattle podcast. It just feels like too big of a moment not to talk about right now while I have this stage. And and as you all know, this is about me documenting history uh, and the perspective of my life. So I got to go into it. Fast forward if you want to get to some of the Seattle stuff. Um, but I'm curious how this is going to progress this month because Donald Trump's now in quarantine for two weeks. And I'm not feeling very good about the situation because I feel like it goes two ways, right? Either he remains asymptomatic or uh, even if he does show symptoms, it's not too dramatic, you know, nothing uh, life threatening, you know, flu, common cold, the sniffles, whatever ends up being, uh, he comes out the other end and he says he downplays it as he has been doing for the entire year. It wasn't so bad. Wasn't as bad as the flu, you know, beats his chest about how tough he is and how strong he is and um, who knows what therapeutics and uh, you know catchy phrases he's going to put in there that says those are the things that helped him that he did. Uh, and he downplays the whole thing. And that puts another weird perspective going into the election uh, about COVID-19. And um, there's the other side that it goes it goes really bad right maybe he develops serious symptoms uh maybe he you know has to go to the hospital and then where does that put us i i don't know my politics well enough to know if a presidential incumbent candidate has gone to the hospital the month before his presidential election in what feels like one of the biggest elections uh, it's definitely the uh, most polarized election in my lifetime uh, i'm not going to say that's the biggest election of all time that um sounds like that's a modern you know that's thinking about what we're going through but i'm not sure what was happening right in the election of 1804 or whatnot so i i don't want to like wish bad things on anybody and and i'm not going to um but just it's crazy to think about he's downplayed this whole thing he really has from my perspective not been a good leader when it comes to uh, driving the country in a direction to handle this global pandemic health crisis in the right way, uh, right? He said that he knew about it, but he didn't want people to panic. Uh, but instead, he created you know all this misinformation 
and denial happened, which has created even worse circumstance um, and division between us as citizens. Right. When it, on, on every point from the beginning of March until here, the second day of October, it's been right. It's not so bad. Um, it, the masks aren't helpful. Don't need to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. There's just so many things that he's downplayed since the time thrown out that vaccine is supposed to be here by now. Uh, different solutions that aren't even proven. The list goes on about the. Uh, false information that seems to be spreading from the White House and the president about this. So now he gets it. His wife also got it. I read this morning his son did not test positive. Joe Biden from the debate has not tested positive. That doesn't mean that they can't test positive later uh, if they're exposed. Maybe they're exposed yesterday. This thing takes a little while to come out. But the fact is that I don't think the few people we know about who have tested positive that were in his circle, I don't think it's going to be the end of it. And uh, that means for sure the debate's got to be canceled. I would assume the next debate is next week, unless he's, we're going to do it all on Zoom, uh, which would be really fitting. I feel like it should be on Zoom because that's what we're all going through. Like the most unrelatable thing watching the debate this week was that it was two, two of these guys on a stage in person doing the debate. I feel like Zoom would be very fitting for 2020 to watch it. Also, they could uh, mute both of the candidates because the amount of uh, talking over each other interruptions is just mind-boggling uh, for anyone who wants to go back or didn't watch it or wants to go back and they can see it uh, it's just absolutely absolutely bananas and I'll keep updating because I, I feel like I have to this is such a crazy moment in history we all knew this was going to happen it seemed like it was inevitable that Trump was going to get coronavirus just the way that uh, how many people he interacts with on a daily basis and how lax they seem to be downplaying the whole circumstance so I got to keep updating on this. It's going to be crazy. It's a little scary. Uh, very much unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what impact this is going to have on the pending election that is here in four weeks. And uh, we'll keep talking about it because, um, yeah, I'm a little scared, a little nervous, very, very unsure. Don't know what's going on. Uh, but we have presidential election, possibly the 46th president of the United States being elected. We will see what happens. Stay tuned. Obviously, you know what's going on as well. It's unavoidable. But I had to talk about it. Thanks for letting me rant a little bit about this Trump craziness that's happening because I had to put it here on camera for us. Um, all right. I'm 10 minutes into the episode, and I haven't talked anything about Find Me in Seattle. And I wanted to go off on this tirade about Trump and coronavirus because it was an extremely boring week here at Find Me in Seattle. It's probably the least amount of restaurant features promotions local dining i have done in years i i'm think <laughs> whenever i come to this podcast and i'm trying to recall like what did i do on monday what did i do on tuesday what's my feature meal of the week and what's my feature business of the week i always go to my calendar first because i live and die by my calendar so that usually is pretty well documented about where i went i opened up my calendar couldn't see you didn't see a lot of uh, business focused content um, as far as like going eating or promotions or collaborations with any restaurants or places. Then what I go is, all right, maybe it wasn't on my calendar because I was out in the neighborhoods almost every day this week um, doing some type of work or another. Then I always go to my credit card statements. Like, all right, where did I actually spend money this week? 
because I know obviously I bought food and I ate multiple times every day. So where'd I go? And it was fairly unactive and probably the least supportive of local businesses I've ever been. I'm, I'm looking at the, the credit card transactions here. I went to Trader Joe's for frozen dumplings. Those frozen dumplings at Trader Joe's like have been a lifesaver for us in the pandemic. I went to Jamba Juice on the east side when I had a client meeting over there. And the, the only Jamba Juice in Seattle is in the university district in U, U Village. So I was going on the east side. I was going over I-90. It's right there in Factoria. So I got myself a Jamba Juice. Uh, what else did I have? Uh, I had a Domino's pizza. That's something you'll never see. Or maybe you will see. Uh, but not something I post very often here on Find Me in Seattle. I got a thin crust pizza from Domino's. That made me feel like I was 14 years old again. And it was delicious. I did eat the entire thin crust pizza all by myself. Uh, it's so much less pizza when you get thin crust. But uh, it's still absolutely delicious. Sometimes I just crave the thin crust. But. I'm, keep, I'm eating that all for myself. I'm sorry if we're, we're trying to split that pizza. Uh, like I said, I had Trader Joe's dumplings. We got hot and sour soup from Uptown China. I featured them here on the show before. Uptown China has the uh, what Amanda would say is her best or favorite hot and sour soup of any Chinese restaurant we've eaten in the city so far. And uh, a, a little side note with the hot and sour soup, my friend Justin Kana, uh, give him a Google and uh, check out stuff, especially if you're into food or into cooking. And his uh, soon-to-be wife, Anna, I want to give a shout-out to them. Congratulations. Good luck. They are getting married this week, and I am super excited for them. Dealing with a wedding right now is so crazy, and dealing with cancellations and the health crisis and uh, venues and food and all that is absolutely so difficult, absolute nightmare. Um, I can empathize a lot with that. Uh Anna and Justin, I'm so grateful that they came to my wedding in Thailand, and uh, they're getting they're having a private wedding. I got to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and they're 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 getting married here this upcoming week, and congratulations to them. But they were asking us what our favorite hot and sour soup was, and uh, I think they only ordered like the one cup, which is not a lot of soup. Amanda orders like the big jug. It's like I think equal to four cups. Uh, I think it costs like $10. It is a lot of soup. Uh, but pro tip, if you're going to try the hot and sour soup and you're thinking you're going to like it, definitely get more than one cup. Uh, but what we like to get, they have a lunch special. It's like 8 to 11 bucks with an entree, a side, and soup. Get the hot and sour soup with it. It's so good. Great way to try it. Um, all right, what else was there? Uh, before we get into the segments, I've got 15 minutes left here on the show. Uh, but some of the other things that I was up to this weekend that are just like a little different that I don't always update on. This last uh, weekend, I was down in Chehalis. We have started this like kind of golf tournament with me and some friends that live in Portland. We call the I-5 Classic. Group from Seattle, group from Portland. We meet almost exactly halfway in between in Chehalis. It's like an hour and a half drive for us here and an hour and a half for the people in Portland. And we started this like little golf tournament. And this past weekend was our second ever golf tournament that we've hosted. And it was the second time that team Washington has won that golf tournament. And this year, a uh, shout out to Leo. He made trophies for this one. And so we had a team competition, which uh, we won and Randy took that trophy home. And then we had an individual MVP. That was the person who scored the most points uh, at the golf tournament. And I got that. So I got this cool little, uh, MVP trophy. Those in the audio can't see it, but 
um, I'm putting it here for the YouTubers. And yeah, just like a fun, silly thing that we do to uh, not only do I think golf is a great social distance sport because uh, you're outside, you're very easy to stay six feet away, and uh, you spend four hours just kind of walking around being outside with not a lot of people around. And it has been a lifesaver for me. And to do this tournament to uh, get a chance to have seven other people, we play in two foursomes, meet and, and play golf has been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to have this uh, silly little trophy until the next time we play that tournament, maybe next month. Uh, last week, I told you about all the bug problems and the clothing moths we have. All of my clothes are still in vacuum sealed bags, but those have slowly been coming undone. We're slowly getting our closets back organized. But the goal this weekend is to have that fully organized. It'll be very nice to have that off our back. Amanda has these boxes sitting in my kitchen, which I don't know what they are, but she told herself or she told me that she bought herself a gift uh, for dealing with this. And I'm very curious. Maybe I'll update you next week about what the gift is that she bought herself, but there's two very large boxes. Um, what else? Love Island USA season two ended a couple weeks ago. I talked about my new obsession with Love Island because it was happening in live time in Las Vegas shows on seven nights a week. Six of those are like real episodes of what happened. There's one recap episode and uh, the season finale happened this week. So we found out who the winner was of Love Island season two in Las Vegas. I'm going to miss that show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the UK seasons are definitely better. If you're looking for something to binge, go into Hulu, watch a Love Island UK season five and season six. And uh, I'm sure you'll fall in love too with that show because it's very, very entertaining. And then uh, we have Seattle sports this week. So uh, the Seattle Storm made it to the WNBA Finals. They've got their first game tonight on Friday against the Las Vegas Aces. Game two is on Sunday and game three is on Tuesday. So hopefully, uh, maybe in this next episode here on Friday, we are doing a drive-by parade to celebrate the Storm. I really hope so. I think that'd be so cool. I would definitely not miss that. Uh, doing a drive-by parade, I think, would be so cool. Uh, but they are playing the best other team in the WNBA. They both went 18-4 and four this season. They're tied for the best record. And so it should be a great series. I'm really excited to watch more WNBA. In the finals, this would be if the Storm win, this is going to be their second championship in three years, which is uh, also great. On, on last Sunday, the Sounders won at Los Angeles against the Galaxy 3-1. to one. And they're playing this Saturday against Vancouver, uh, which Vancouver has been very interesting. They're actually playing down in Portland because Canada has had restrictions about sports and teams crossing the border. So Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver have all found temporary homes in the United States. So Vancouver actually plays at the Portland Stadium. Very, very weird. But that game is here in Seattle, I believe. And then the Seahawks play on Sunday at Miami at 10 a.m. on Sunday. That is your rundown for uh, sports, for Find Me in Seattle, for all the random things that I've been up to that had nothing to do or something to do with Find Me in Seattle. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Been a very different week. Been working on lots of different things, some that I can talk about, some that I can't talk about, and uh, some of those will get revealed here. But uh, I've got a lot more food-based adventures Um coming up this upcoming week i know how I'll, I'll have things next week to report on that i did and it's a little bit more exciting for you guys all right so let's talk about the featured meal of the week and you're like well connor you've been talking about not 
eating at a lot of places. And that's right. I don't really have a featured meal of the week. I just need to, for my featured meal, I need to give a shout out to those Trader Joe's frozen dumplings. Two minutes in the microwave, one minute for them to cool off. And it's way cheaper than my favorite, Din Tai Fung or Dozone. And it's a nice supplement if you're not looking to spend $75 going to eat a Din Tai Fung. Just get yourself some Trader Joe's dumplings and uh, that will satisfy your cravings for a little while at least. All right, but I do have a featured business of the week because I did have one promotion this week and I didn't want to leave them out. So my featured business of the week is actually from a building called 400 Fairview in South Lake Union. And 400 Fairview has a, a collection of merchants inside the building and they call it the hall. And the hall is uh, on the bottom floor, food, a little bit of retail, a couple of bars, and then obviously in the building, is full of corporations. I know like, I think Tommy Bahamas in there and a few other businesses. But Foreigner Fairview reached out to me. I'm doing a partnership giveaway. I'm actually gonna be announcing the winner of the giveaway here today. And um, they are giving away a $50 gift card. And it's kind of cool. They have their own gift cards that you can use at any of the merchants there in 400 Fairview. So I want to give you a little rundown about uh, what they have to offer at this very cool building in South Lake Union. So I was there to feature Cafe Ladro. Ladro is very popular here in Seattle. They've got coffee shops all over in, in a lot of the neighborhoods. And uh, the manager there, Jeremy, was super nice to me, very helpful. Uh, I was very impressed that they were super busy as they're at 10 o'clock and there was constantly a flow of people. So that was very encouraging to see. And uh, the coffee was just absolutely delicious. Very nice of them to uh, host me for a little bit. It's all obviously to go, but some of the other things other than cafe Ladro that are in there, there's a bar called bar Harbor and I featured them before their lobster roll is absolutely delicious. A sandwich spot called meat and bread. Um, and I feature them as well. I may have featured all of these. Verde Co. is a uh, personalized flower arrangements. Juicy Cafe has juice smoothies and juice cleanses. There's a rooftop bar called M Bar. There's Kai Market by Wajamaya. I need to spend more time at Kai Market. I bet there's a lot of good food there that I'm really missing out on. There's Urban Optics, which is a locally owned eye care and eyewear store. And then Trophy Cupcakes which if you got a sugar craving, Trophy Cupcakes is the spot. Uh, they once gave me a Find Me in Seattle cupcake, and I thought that was so cool. I like um, was like gleefully cheering when I opened up the box and saw my name written on the cupcake. Something so small, but it, uh, it made me feel really good. But Foreigner Fairview is just a collection of all these businesses in the hall. There's food, drinks, a little bit of shopping. Uh, lots of cool stuff. And so just thank you to them for partnering with me, doing the giveaway. If you're interested in that giveaway and you're hearing this real quick, you can enter that on my Instagram account. I will be announcing the winner here shortly for the $50 gift card. And I think that's it. I should call it. I want to say thank you very much for everyone here that's listening, everyone there that's watching. I'll keep updating on the thing that's going on because I can't not talk about this Trump coronavirus thing. The election is in one week and it's it's pretty unavoidable to not at least talk about this and mention this. And I want to put this in the show. So when I watch this thing in 2030, I go, oh, my gosh, that's how I was feeling or not feeling. Or, wow, I didn't seem so scared or, uh, you know, wow, I was really downplaying how serious that was or wow, he was way more scared. It ended up turning out to be nothing. Who knows? We will see. I hope you're OK. I hope you're as safe as you can be. Please wear your mask. Wash your hands. Treat people kindly. Treat people with respect. And uh, if you got any questions for me, you know how to find me. This is the Find Me in Seattle podcast, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much.